Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to the 21st episode of Living Epistle Podcast. With everything that's going on in our world around us, and in particular here in the United States, the Lord still has me at a place of giving truths from his word to help us navigate the current events that are going on all around us. So I'll continue in that vein until he releases me to move to another topic. Having said that, Certainly within the last couple of weeks, we've seen an uptick in the number of COVID-19 cases, in particular in the Midwest and in the Northwest. Um, as, of the, uh, as of this broadcast, um, there are approximately 7.64 million cases of COVID-19 in the United States. And out of that, approximately 213,000 people have died um, from COVID-19. But please be encouraged. I know 213 still is a lot of people. But when you look at it from a percentage standpoint, that really equates to 2.78% of the people who have contracted COVID-19 who have actually died from it. So another way of looking at that means that 97.22% of the people who contract COVID-19 survive. Again, one death is too many. But just to give perspective, we hear that figure and it certainly is a lot. But from a percentage standpoint, the overwhelming majority, again, 97.22% of the people, percent of the people who contract the disease actually survive and go on. Many people are still unemployed, though, as a result of COVID-19. Uh, case in point, today, this very, mo- to this very day, uh, this morning, my wife received a call from one of her childhood friends, somebody she's known all of her life, and she was just let go from her job. And in part, that was due uh, to the COVID-19 Um, played a major role in their making that decision to downsize their workforce. And needless to say, my wife's friend was devastated. Hurricane Delta is expected to make landfall on the coast of Louisiana within the next few hours, even within the next few hours of this podcast. And we have had so many hurricanes this season that we ran out of the the regular alphabet. And now we've gone to the Greek alphabet. And again, so this is Hurricane Delta. The wildfires in California, you can't turn on the TV or the news and not hear about the wildfires in California. Well, the wildfires in California have burned over four million acres of land just this year alone. And so with everything that's going on with us personally, politically, economically, uh, socially and environmentally, it really can be easy to become discouraged or to to fall into a state of despair. Despair meaning hopelessness, misery, anguish, right? Right. But with all of these pressures and with all of this turmoil, with all of this upheaval, with all of this uh, unrest and instability going on around us, God placed two scriptures on my heart and I just can't get rid of them. I can't shake them. And so I wanted to share them with you and what the Lord is speaking to me. And I pray that it will be an encouragement and a blessing to you. The first scripture is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it reads... But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. 
We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Well, the first question I ask is, and you may be asking this, what is this treasure, quote unquote? Well, this treasure is the light of the gospel of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Gospel meaning good news, right? We hear the gospel. The gospel means good news. And what are these earthen vessels? These earthen vessels, of course, are our fleshly bodies, these these bodies that God has given us. And if you recall, Paul calls them earthen vessels because God created man out of the dust of the ground. And so out of these earthen vessels or in these earthen vessels, God has placed this this treasure. The word of the Lord says calls it a treasure. And so because God is so merciful, he gave us this awesome light of the gospel or this awesome good news for us to carry in our bodies. And this light is now shining bright in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. So in other words, Paul is saying you've got this this fragile um, clay vessel, but that contains this 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 really valuable treasure. And so why did God do this? But he answers that. Right. Why did God place this valuable treasure, this light in these 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 hidden treasures or these treasures in earth and vessels? But the answer is given in the second half of that verse. It says that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. In other words, this makes it clear that this great power, this great power that's in us comes from God and is not of ourselves is not from us. And so what is this great power in the scripture um, that Paul is referring to? Let's keep reading. Let's go back and read it again, which he talks about in verses eight through ten. Again, New King James Version, it says we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not struck down. But not we are, we are persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed always carrying it in our body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our bodies. So in other words, it takes a supernatural power to endure this kind of pressure, this kind of crushing. And yet we endure this pressure, we endure this crushing, and we are not destroyed. Right. And I love how the New Living Translation, in case you guys don't know, that's uh, my second favorite version is New Living Translation. I love how the New Living Translation says it or puts it. The New Living Translation reads it this way. It reads, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down but we are not destroyed through suffering. Our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. So we are to be encouraged to know that God is always with us, even in our most difficult circumstances, even in our most difficult situations, even when we don't understand. And I love it in verse nine where it says, but never abandoned by God, we get knocked down. But we are not destroyed. So even in this, 
when we don't know why we're going through what we're going through or we don't understand why we have to go through or we go through or when we're seeing all of this stuff going on around us or even when we are personally experiencing it, the loss of a loved one or the sickness in our bodies or watching the things that go on in the world around us, the wildfires, the hurricanes, all of that stuff. We know that we can be encouraged that God is with us. He will never abandon us. And these things will not crush us. They won't destroy us. And we will not be driven to despair. And so with that being the backdrop, this was the second scripture that came to mind. The second scripture that the Lord placed on my heart was Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, New King James Version. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, wait a minute. Second Corinthians 4 and 7 tells us that we have this treasure hidden in earthen vessels and this treasure, a treasure, right? When you think of a treasure, you think of something that is valuable. You think of something that is sought after. You think of something that's not in plain sight, but you got to hunt for it, right? I always think about the pirate movies or I think about even when um, some of the um, Natural Geographic movies where they're going or Natural Geographic documentaries where they're looking for uh, sunken ships and sunken treasures, right? So it's something that you absolutely, you know, is a value, but is not in plain sight. And it's something that you have to hunt for, you have to look for. But right. The world is at a place, though, where they're seeking answers. They're seeking answers. So obviously they're valuable. The answers are valuable. Something that's hidden is not necessarily in plain sight. What do you mean, Tony? Well, the world is seeking answers to COVID-19. The world is seeking answers to climate change. The world is seeking answers to social injustice. The world is seeking answers to economic disparity. But the word of the Lord tells us that we have this treasure in earthen vessels And then it goes on to tell us, and we are to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. We can let our light shine by looking for opportunities to be a blessing for to others in these tough times. If you know someone who needs food, pick up some food for them while you're at the grocery store shopping for yourself or pick up some food for them when you're at the takeout and just drop it by. Even if, let's say, they're under quarantine and you can't go in to um, to give it to them. Call them up, text them, ring the doorbell, let them know you're going to drop some food by and leave it on the porch and let them know, hey, it's out there. Come and get it. If someone needs a job, we can put them in touch with someone we know who is an employer, somebody who we know may be looking for work or looking for help. Oddly enough, there are some um, vocations during this time that actually are hiring and are in need of employees, believe it or not. And so if we know some people that are in that in that situation, let's put the people in touch with them to make sure that um, we can help them and be a referral. All right. Um, and even if we don't know of an employer, what about we may know somebody who is in human resources that we can put them in touch with in human resources that can help them with resume writing, that can help them with interviewing, that can help them with job skills and job search skills. And even if we don't know that, what about some of us who have dealt with recruiters in the past and we can put them in touch with a, maybe a recruiter we've dealt with or put them in touch with some recruiters that we may know of. Right. But there's something we can do that doesn't necessarily um, cost us money. But that just costs us our time and our resources and our abilities 
um, and our connections that we can put people in touch with. And if you'll recall, let me give you a case in point. If you recall earlier, I mentioned that my wife's childhood friend who called my wife this morning to let her know that she was let go from her job. But her main concern wasn't for her. Her main concern was how was she going to pay for her daughter's college educations? They're in college now. And she wanted to know, you know, that was her big concern. How was she going to afford to keep her daughters in college? And my wife encouraged her. My wife let her know, hey, you'll find work. But then my wife did something that was so amazing. My wife gave her some practical advice, something that um, one of my daughter's friends had gone through um, and was able to contact the school and reach out to the school and praise God was able to get funding from the school for her daughter's education. And so again, it was just that experience that my wife recently had um, with one of my daughter's friends or our daughter's friends. She was able to share that experience with her childhood friend as it relates to her daughters. And so again, it's that kind of thing that we can do that will let our light so shine because it was a thing I'm sure that her childhood friend didn't even think of. But because my wife had just not too long ago um, had uh, my daughter shared that experience and she had given my daughter that advice for her friend. She was able to give that advice to her childhood friend as well. Hey, if we have an elderly neighbor or we have a neighbor we know is sick and we're out cutting our lawn, let's go out and cut their lawn as well. And, you know, I know, I know you guys know I'm not a lawn cutter. You can tell, right? Because I know it's fall and the lawn isn't growing as much as it does in the spring and certainly in the summer. But now that it's fall, the leaves are starting to fall. So when we're out raking our leaves or we're bagging up our leaves or we're blowing our leaves in a pile, let's make sure that we're, if we have a neighbor that's in need, we can go and rake up some of their leaves or blow some of their leaves or bag up some of their leaves. When the Lord places someone on your heart, call them, text them, pick up the phone, whatever, whatever your method is of communicating, but be obedient. And I have to share this is confession time with you, family. For me, I woke up yesterday morning and my godson was on my heart very strong. And I had every intention of texting him. But you know what? The day gets going and I never did. I never texted him yesterday. And then at about one thirty yesterday afternoon, I received a call from him and he was calling to give me an update on him and how he was doing. And that phone call. The, as soon as I looked down at my phone and I saw his name in the phone, it was the Lord reminding me it was a gentle rebuke. Hey, be obedient to what I tell you to do and do it when I tell you to do it. That was a rebuke because I know that um, he was on my heart and I should have called him or texted him. And I did not. But I thank God for his his gentle rebukes. I thank God for his reminders. And so I'm even all the more committed to do what the Lord tells me to do. And this was on my heart as well. Call that family member or that loved one that you've been thinking about for the past several days or the past several weeks, even if your relationship is estranged. And even if, you know, well, I'm waiting for them to call me and they were the ones who did me wrong. You know what? And I can't help but think about this. Christ did no wrong. And yet he still came and died for us. It's scriptural. Even when we were dead in trespasses and sin, Christ died for us. We were wrong. We were literally dead wrong. But Christ still came. So let's do the same. If we are to let this light shine, if we have this treasure in earthen vessels, let's pick up the phone. Let's call. Let's text. Let's Instagram. Whatever it is, whatever that method is that you communicate, let's make sure that we do that. Because we don't know how that call, how that text, how that Instagram, how that FaceTime, we don't know how 
us being obedient to what the Lord is placing on our heart will impact the life of that loved one or that family member. And guess what? It'll impact us as well. But here's the bottom line. There is never a wrong time to do good. There is never a wrong time to let our light so shine. We just never know how sharing this treasure in earthen vessels will be a blessing to others. And here's the bottom line. Let me help you because it helps me. It's not necessary for me to know the outcome. It's not necessary for me to know what God is going to do with what he tells me to do. My responsibility, my charge, our responsibility, our charge, our duty is to to let our light shine before men that they might see our good works, but all of the glory, however it turns out, whatever God does with it, all the glory belongs to him. And if we bless somebody along the way, if somebody is freed, if somebody is delivered, if somebody is saved, if somebody turns their life around, then to God be the glory. Amen. And so, Again, family, I will say during this time, let's just make sure that we're looking for opportunities to let our light shine. They are all around us. This is a dark and a dying world. There's so many uh, things, so many places, so many things that people are looking for answers and people are seeking truth and they're seeking hope and they're seeking light. And the Bible says we have this treasure, the gospel, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, whatever the situation, whatever the problem, whatever the, the, the concern. The answer really is Jesus. And then we can let our light so shine. We can help them, really help them. Right. In James, it says to know to do good and to do it not as sin. And it doesn't mean to have a head knowledge. It means to be able to have the wherewithal and the means to do it. And it says to know to do good and to do it not as sin. Let's look for opportunities to do good. Let's look for opportunities again to to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works. But we will point them to the father if there's anything good, if there's anything praiseworthy, if there's anything that they need to say or any any good that 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 they'll, they'll say, we will point them to the father and say, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So, again, family, remember, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.